Hi, I'm Will Roadhouse, and I'm the CEO of Compass Group International, and welcome to another episode of Expat Thailand. This is an episode uh, that I've been kind of touching up on, and I promised you I was going to do, which is titled, Why So Many Westerners Don't Feel Like They're Rich Anymore. And that's actually quite shocking. When you look at statistics today, and again, I'll use Americans as an example because I'm American. If you look at your typical American, they feel that they need roughly between three to four million dollars to retire. And that's not even living an extravagant lifestyle. And as I mentioned often, Many of my clients that are worth between that two to $5 million range do not feel rich. I mean, it's, it's shocking, isn't it? For those that are listening to this that have never accrued this kind of wealth, it's shocking, isn't it? Because you're thinking, and you can be you know, in your 20s, 30s, or even 40s, and you're thinking that You've done, you're going to do a great job. You strategically uh, put stuff aside, invest it here, invest it there. And your magic number is maybe $5 million. And most people in that range don't even feel like they're rich anymore. That to me is sad. And that shows how much countries, Western countries like America has changed. Where it's not changing to suit you. Even now, as a millionaire, it's like going to the gym, working out, and never ever getting healthy. It's like you're 300 pounds and you work out every single day. You're in a freaking treadmill for an hour. Then after that, you're doing some weights for another 30 minutes, but you're not losing any weight. You're not going anywhere. Where here in Thailand, you feel different. And that's the one thing that I really, really want to emphasize here. You feel like you're someone you feel important. Every human being, unless you have like zero emotion, but even someone like myself that has slowly trained myself not to be so emotional like I was when I was younger, Take me more level and even keel, control my emotions. But even someone like myself, everybody, everybody wants to feel important. Everybody wants to feel like they're someone. Where I remember living in Newport Beach, and here I am, you know, the youngest person in my community that's living in this you know, this multi-million dollar home surrounded by people that are almost double my age but not feeling as important. Because I was a poorest, I was a poorest guy in the block. Everybody else was worth so much more money. Just felt like, even though, you know, I, I was, I felt, I thought I was successful, but moving to that neighborhood Kind of, kind of got insecure. Like, oh my God, I'm not really that rich. Look at these guys; they're worth hundreds of millions of dollars. This person's worth thirty million. This person's worth half a billion. It's insane. 
So now, the new statistics where people that are, you know, they've accrued this big, huge nest egg and they don't feel rich and they still have to sacrifice. If you didn't listen to one of my episodes, I talk about this article that I read and it profiled three different individuals, sets of individuals, uh, widowed, divorced, married, and they all accrued wealth between like a million dollars to right around, I think like, I think it's like $3 million. And it was shocking because all of them did their job. All of them diligently saved, but all of them felt as they got older, they had to do less, means sacrifice. That they can no longer enjoy the fruits of this ultra luxury lifestyle, knowing that down the road, they're gonna have to cut back. That sucks. I'm sorry, that just sucks. I'm just drinking a glass of cab here. Let me just take a quick sip. Wine here, the unfortunate part about Thailand is that everything, all the wine here is obviously imported unless you're going to one of these local vineyards and everything is about 25% more. That's eh, still not that much. I mean, I got a California cab uh, from Napa. Uh, it's a Mondavi, which would normally cost like 14 bucks. Well, here it's like 20 bucks. Yeah, not a big deal. But the rest of Thailand makes up for the difference. So what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, folks, is that whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, you're still saving up and you have that magic number, by the time you're ready to retire, that magic number would have to be moved up. So everything you're doing right now is not enough. And that should concern you. That's why you should always have an alternative plan. You know, a lot of people don't have this type of mentality of this is a place where I work. This is a place where I make money, but this is not the place I'm going to retire because I want to go someplace better. It's actually quite different how most people think. They think that this is a place that I live. This is the place that I work. This is the place I'm going to retire. Or I have to retire and downgrade my life to a state or to a city that I don't want to live. And I'm forced to do that because of my limited finance. That's why it is so important. It is vital for you to start seeking out these destinations. If you don't want to be in Thailand, that's okay. But there are other places. But you really, you need to add this strategy as a part of your future retirement plan. It's not all about setting aside 10%, 15%, 5%, put into equities, put into an index fund, and then put it here, and then put it here, buy some real estate, do this, do that, have a side hustle. That's not enough. Because I clearly stated, and Americans have shown it, they've done everything right, and they still can't have the retirement that they want where you can do all that stuff, but you also have to add one more thing on your checklist, one more to-do item, which is locating and finding that little piece of paradise where you know all that hard work, the decades upon decades of hard work, of slaving away, that it's gonna pay off at the end, 
that you're going to be in a in a location, in a city, in a destination that's going to provide you with everything that you've always wanted with zero sacrifices. That's where you need to be. But you have to be smart about that. I remember, you know, having conversations with potential clients. And there are potential clients who never call me back again. I'll just take another sip of my wine. Some of them uh, tell me that they want to be like in the Caribbean or the Bahamas. And I keep telling them, I say, no, I'm sorry, I can't help you. And you don't want to be there. They're like, well, why? Because what's the point of having a beautiful home of your dreams just to know that in the near future, it's going to be utterly destroyed or you're going to have to rebuild because of natural disasters, because of hurricanes and typhoons. Just recently, not too long ago, there was a big, huge uh, storm, hurricane that went through, that cut right through from Puerto Rico. I guess Puerto Rico shut down again. And again, it gets worse and worse every year, folks. Every year, it gets worse and worse. And all, on, all along the eastern coast, all the way up, and uh, just uh, skimming by Bahamas. So what is the point of working hard, buying the home of your dreams that's cost you one, two, three, four, five million dollars just to have it destroyed? That doesn't make any logical sense, folks. It really doesn't. So picking your destination is important. That's why it's one of the reasons why I love Thailand. We don't have any natural disasters. We don't have any hurricanes. I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, we do down south, but if you have listened to my podcast, I never I never recommend any place in Phuket or Koh Samoy. I recommend if you have to be in a coast, be in the Gulf of Thailand. Chong Hua Hin, even Pattaya, if that's your flavor, but better yet, Jom Tien. But the best place to live is here in Bangkok. And yes, here in Bangkok, we do have some flooding. But I'm not telling you to live in a flood zone. There are plenty of places that are non-flood zones. And here's the great thing about Thailand, especially Bangkok. Because the government is well aware of the flood issues, they are making and they are doing leaps and bounds in making changes to make sure that the water is draining faster. One of the main, or I'll say a few of the main issues of why there is a tremendous amount of flooding in Bangkok is because of the rapid expansion of our infrastructure. That means expanding the BTS lines, the freeways, widening the roads. It's because there's lots of progress here in Thailand. So when that happens, a lot of the gutters get gunked up full of construction stuff and it just needs to be cleaned out. And that's one of the things that they've realized. They have to clean out these drainage. And when they clean it out, it drains properly. But the nice thing about Thailand is you don't have to spend millions upon millions and millions and millions of dollars to have the home of your dreams. For an example, you live, and I give this example a lot, you live somewhere inland in California and you've always wanted to live like in Huntington Beach or Newport Beach or even Venice or somewhere in South Bay like Redondo Beach or Hermosa Beach, but you can't afford it. Even a little condo, you can't afford it. Well, here in Thailand, 
that little condo it cost you as low as like a hundred thousand dollars and for some reason if it gets wiped out it's 100 grand you didn't lose that much it's better than buying a condo in a Caribbean or in the Bahamas or somewhere in a Latin country that the same exact condo is going to cost 300, 400, half a million dollars. And if that gets wiped out, that's a big chunk out of your pocketbook. What I'm trying to say is picking a destination where natural disasters aren't going to play a huge factor. And if you're not incorporating that, into your future residence and your strategy on where you want to live, you're making a big mistake. You cannot pick a destination based on what you like now. This place is great. Let's move here. Not think about, so, okay, Puerto Rico, they had a, some serious, serious issues. Lots of, just recently, another massive hurricane, massive flooding, and most likely the power won't come back on for another month. Do you want to live there? No. There are plenty of other destinations. There are plenty of other places other than Caribbean or Bahamas. There are plenty of other destinations. If you want something like Miami, we have something like that here. That's why you want to make sure that you're picking the right destination. I just you go there every once in a while, you visit friends and they live there and they say it's great, or you vacation there every single year and it's great. You have to really put some thought into it. What if that ha what if that what if your home gets wiped out? What if there's a massive amount of flooding? What are you at risk of losing? And are you willing to risk that? If you have just a stupid amount of money and $4 million, $3 million, not a big deal. It's okay. That's, that's your prerogative. But most people don't think that way. So one of the things that, you know, what people don't realize when I'm talking to them and kind of going through my, my checklist I always ask them, are you happy? Most of them will, will, will just say, yeah, but it's, you know, you always have to step it down. Yeah means it's life is okay. If they say everything's okay, it means life sucks. <laughs> you know, they always try to candy coat things. But the other thing too that I ask them is, how's your social life? And many of them will say well, it's great, but it's getting old. They want to meet new friends. Uh, they want to expand their friends. And the one thing about Thailand, one thing that I love about this place is if you have a little bit of money, it's very, very easy to get into that HISO community. HISO community is our affluent community. Very easy to, get, to kind of sneak into it. You don't have to sneak into it. Very easy to get in. Especially if you are white and you are rich. Easy to get in. It's not like Western countries where trying to tap into these affluent, these 
these very exclusive crowds or communities, it's very, very hard. Not here. Very, very easy. Very easy to do that. So what I'm trying to say is the people that have realized and feel that I don't feel rich anymore. Having four or five million dollars, I don't feel rich. Come here to Thailand. Five million dollars after you buy your real estate. As for, and just keeping five million dollars for living expenses. That will be the same equivalent of having like 10 to 20 million dollars based on where you're, what country and what city you're from. That's how much further your money goes. So let's give an example. My last destination or place that I resided in the United States was Las Vegas. Five million dollars in Las Vegas would be the equivalent of having like $20 million here. Easily. I can do, you could do whatever you want. Anything you want. Anything that having the lifestyle of having $20 million in your country, you can replicate that here and better. Because if, and the sad thing is, is that a lot of hoity-toity people that have a shitload of money think they understand good service. You really, really don't understand good service until you came here to Asia. When you come here to Asia, and it's not just in Thailand, throughout Asia, you will realize what real good service is and how people should really be treated. So back to what I said earlier. In your country, you're nobody. Here, you're somebody. You're important. You feel important. And when you feel important, your self-esteem gets up. I remember, you know, being in crowds of people where everyone is successful. Everyone is, uh, makes a seven-figure income, either high or low. But you always get these people that don't make enough money because there are other groups, there are other people within their group that make double or three times more than them and they feel insecure. They feel like a nobody. Here, you are somebody. You can live literally like a king and queen and have everything at your feet. Live-in maids, live-in nurses, full-time driver. Not just one or two homes. Four or five homes. You can have a full-time chef. You can be dining at every exclusive restaurant every single day. You can have a massage every... You can do whatever the hell you want and everything, the service level is going to be better. Everything is going to taste better. You're going to feel more important. You're not going to feel like a chump. And you don't have to be a multimillionaire to feel that. You can come here with $600,000 and spend half of it 
on a nice home, $300,000 buys you the equivalent of a three or four bedroom home in the Southwest, and again, I'll just use Las Vegas as an example, of a home that's about $750,000. And the other $300,000, you use that towards yourself for retirement. And that is more than enough money. You know, the magic number for, for middle upper middle class ties is 10 million baht. 10 million baht is equivalent to right around $300,000. You have $300,000, you are considered high sell. You're considered pretty rich. And you can buy whatever the hell you want, do whatever the hell you do, do whatever you want. Yeah, you're not gonna freaking go buy a helicopter or have a jet. Yeah, you're not gonna do that stuff. But everything from just standard and quality of living, vacationing, uh, living maids, drivers, uh, just going out for entertainment on a regular basis, just having a pampered lifestyle, it can be done. So imagine now if you have a million dollars at your disposal. That's why I tell people it's so important right now, even if you're not thinking of retiring five or 10 years from now, that's why it's so important to put a quarter or a third of your assets just like what you're doing right now. You're setting stuff aside for your future retirement. You should be doing the same exact thing here in a place like Thailand. Putting stuff, putting assets here, buying assets here over time, growing this portfolio, creating this life here. Because I can almost assure you from the people that I've worked with the people that I've met and talked to, and also my personal experience, that when you live here, you start off as a part-time resident here, you eventually will become a full-time resident. Because you'll just be absolutely blown away and astounded of how much your life is better here and how much more important you feel here. Money, buys you influence. Money buys you a place here in Thailand that most Western countries do not. And that is a good thing. That is a good thing. You know, some people out there, as most of the people who are poor, have no money, be like, that sucks. That's so unfair to buy influence. Well, that's life. That's how the world revolves. You either fight it or you make more money and you become it. So the choice is yours. If you have the money, don't you want to go someplace where money is going to buy you influence? And it's not illegal. It's just the way the culture is. And I love it. And you will too. So take a look at your finances. Take a good hard look. Because is that $5 million really going to last you and your significant other and provide you the dream lifestyle that you've always thought about? I'm, for, I'm almost confident, 100% certain that it's not. The reality is, is over time, 
you will have to downsize and sacrifice and sacrifice and sacrifice. We're here, $5 million? $2 million? We'll buy you two killer homes, one here in Bangkok, one on the beach. Then you have $3 million to decide on uh, maybe a future home in another country or other part of Thailand. But that $3 million, that would last six lifetimes. And forget about inflation because it doesn't affect us. Foreigners do not worry about Thai inflation. It does, it is of no significance. It does not affect our bottom line because we have money. If something goes up 25 cents, who gives a shit? We can afford it. That's what Thailand is about. Thailand is about having that peace of mind saying, I can afford it. I don't have to worry about that. But living in the States, every single year, you're 50, you're 55, you're 60, then 65, and all of a sudden everything is getting increasing in cost. You're getting, you're getting less and less healthy because that's just like American culture, sedentary lifestyle, just get fat. Here, your life is dramatically going to change because we don't have supersized portions. You're going to have reasonable portions. You're going to walk more. You're going to exercise more because I'm sorry to say, fat people really, really stick out like a sore thumb here in Asia. So if you are obese and overweight, you have more motivation to lose weight because of your environment. Your environment is filled with like tiny little skinny people. In addition to that is, you're not faced with everything is going to be supersized and there's processed food everywhere. You're going to adapt and slowly over time, you're going to lose weight. You're going to be happier. You feel better about yourself. What's the point of being rich and but being unhealthy? You want to be rich and you want to be healthy because you want to live a long time so you can enjoy life. And enjoying life here in Thailand, I mean, I've enjoyed, I've had such a wonderful life and I've done so many cool things all over the world, but nothing compares to here. Anything in any place that I've been to, I can replicate here. My time in France, all the cool stuff about France, I can replicate that here. Spain, replicate that here. Australia, New Zealand, replicate that here. Uh, Fiji, Latin America, United States, to replicate. There's, oh, there's something that I can replicate here. I am missing out on nothing. So don't sit there and just take it. Don't sit there and tell yourself, well, that just sucks. Okay, so now we're going to downsize. We have $3 million and we still haven't paid off our mortgage, so we still have that. And then our car is maybe going, we're maybe going to have to get a new one in five to 10 years. And then health costs is increasing by X amount. And then potentially if any emergency issues, it may, we may have to set aside this amount. And then also, our, our portfolio 
has basically halved itself because this bear market is only gonna get worse. Huh, what else is there? Oh yeah, our, our, our kids are, wanna move back home. So we have to take care of them. And that's more expense. Where if you were to look at Thailand as a destination, you can still help other family members still knowing that you have enough money here in Thailand to have a carefree life. And that's why I, I did a, I, it, was, it was quite a few episodes ago, take a look at it, which is retire everyone. If you have a few million dollars anywhere from let's just say two and a half to five, even seven million dollars, you can retire not just yourself, but both your in-laws, your in-laws, your significant other's in-laws, your kids, and also pay for uh, the, your kid, your grandkids schooling here. That's the, and everyone will have a home of their dreams and paid off, no debt. That's the one great thing that I love about Thailand. It is easier here to become debt free than anywhere else. Because in a place like the United States, you get caught up in this rat race. So now with interest rates that keep inching up and keep getting increased and increased, 75 basis points here, 75 basis points there, what is it gonna be next time? 75 basis points, or is it gonna be one whole point, or is it gonna be 50 basis points? But the bottom line is interest rates are going up, they're not coming down. Car payments going up, mortgage payments if you have a variable rate mortgage, uh, but without a doubt, your lines of credit, your credit cards, your car payments, they are all going up. They're not coming down. And then you're to a point where you see no end in sight. You're probably never gonna pay off your house at the rate you're going. But here in Thailand, you can literally push the reset button. Just go click and start all over again. A fresh, clean slate. You can sell your home in Irvine for a million and a half. Sell your cars, because the right time is still, right, still a great time to sell your house and sell your cars. And then, and then the equities that you have, leave, let it sit there because the, the bull market eventually will come back maybe in 2024, 2025. But all that cash that you have, you can set aside for emergency uses because the money that you've made from selling your house, that will last you basically almost a lifetime. You, you only use a third of that to buy the same house that you live in Irvine. The same four bedroom house that you live in Irvine will cost you three to $400,000 a year. And then the rest are used for retirement. Want to join a golf club? Do that. You want to learn, you, you want to be a full-time traveler, you and your spouse, you can do that. My wife and I have been traveling a lot and it's dirt freaking cheap. We went to Chiang Mai, round trip, it was a hundred bucks per person. Uh, same with going to Laos, it was about a hundred bucks per person. Vietnam is like a hundred and fifty bucks per person. Singapore, there are deals for like a hundred bucks per person round trip sometimes. And, and then other parts of Thailand, uh, going down south to some of the beach areas, usually from 50 to 100 bucks per person round trip. 
Australia, New Zealand, uh, right now. So Air Asia is having a special uh, because Air Asia is now flying. I think it's from Melbourne. I think it's from Melbourne to Bangkok, and they're having uh, promo rates at two hundred and fifty bucks round trip. Want to go to England? Those are cheap too. During uh, pre-pandemic, uh, there were you can basically fly from London to Bangkok for as low as like 200 to 250 bucks. Yeah, those prices aren't here, but they will come back. What makes Bangkok such a great place for a hub is because you have all these wonderful destinations in this part of the world that you have yet to explore. Cambodia, Laos, Vietnam, Indonesia, Malaysia, Singapore, China, India, Taiwan, Japan, Philippines, Korea. So many countries, so many cities, so many beaches, so many different cultures and cuisines. And you're always going to have the best service. You're never going to have some arrogant little douche that makes minimum wage make you feel like a chump because they're jealous of you. You would never experience that here. You would never ever experience going, being a patron, going to an establishment where employees are yelling at you. That would never happen here. Sure, that would happen in China. <laughs> they're just rude over there. Not here. You never, you'll never see it here. You'll never see it in Japan. You won't see it in Taiwan. You won't see it in Singapore. If you feel that there isn't a, if you feel there's a lack of sophistication here in Southeast Asia, you are dead wrong. I feel when it, when I compare high soul ties and their mannerisms compared to upper middle class or upper class Americans, high soul ties make Americans look like cretins, like ill-mannered cretins. People here are polite. People understand how to treat people with respect. So when you come here and you live in a community, not in one of those master clan communities, even though your home costs one, two, three to five million dollars, but there's freaking 500 to a thousand homes there or thousands of homes, you don't feel important. You're just one of everyone else. But when you come here, and, and you buy a home that's a million dollars, that's the same equivalent like a three or four million dollar home in the States. And you're in a community, there's only 25 homes, 35 homes, 28 homes, 50 homes. Intimate community of other high so ties or other expats, you feel important. Because you are important. The one thing that I love about Asia, especially in second world nations like Thailand, is the hierarchy. And, and sorry, I'm not trying to be this self-righteous, arrogant douche. It's just the way it is. 
we have hierarchies here. It's just, it is. It's the reality. There are class levels. And if you are upper class because you are wealthy, you're treated a thousand times better than your Western country. Where you can be in London and you can be worth $25 million but treated like a complete asshole because nobody cares. You will never experience that here. That's what I love about Thailand. So take the time to take this in. Be more realistic about your future. Don't just kind of sweep stuff under the carpet and think, hope for the best. Make changes in your life because these little changes is going to benefit you tenfold if you do it right. It didn't happen overnight, my move here to Thailand. I came here for a month and then I and then within a few then I went back to the States, came back to Thailand a few months later, spent another month here, spent another month here. It really took some time and there were a lot of mistakes that I made and that's why I share it with you in my podcast and these episodes because I don't want you to make the same mistakes. But it took a little bit of time, not as long as I thought it was going to be, to really establish the life that I've always wanted that I couldn't create in Latin America, that I couldn't do in Costa Rica. In this life, I wouldn't trade for anything else. Being able to wake up and have a car pull up, take you to a three-star mission, two-star, three-star, well, actually, I don't think I need three stars. There's two-star mission rated restaurants or Makase here. Uh, stay in some of the nicest hotels here if you want, and it's still half the cost or sometimes a third of the cost. Uh, same exact hotels in other countries, the same brands, just cheaper here. Being able to, if I have a little, well, so we just got back from, from up north. My, my wife had a, um, I had a training uh, for the small, actually it's a pretty large organization up north. And I was helping her out. So sitting in a chair for like freaking like seven hours gets a little bit of a backache. So what I did when I came back to Bangkok, actually not even bother doing it in Bangkok, I did it at the hotel there. Immediately after it was done, uh, went to the spa, at the hotel, got a two hour massage and it was only 20 bucks. And that's considered expensive because normally a two hour massage would be closer to 15 to $16. And you don't have to tip, 20 bucks. But when I came back, came back to Bangkok, my wife and I both went to our favorite health spa, got our own private room, got a two-hour massage, and a whole nine yards. That's the life that everyone wants. That's the life that you want. That whenever you want something, you don't need to wait. It is on demand. You can have it now. And now doesn't mean you're paying a premium. It's still dirt freaking cheap. And you make things, should I say, as like, I'm a wine drinker. I love wine. So you make it work. You find places, you find distributors that 
are bringing in wine and, and properly storing it, you're paying a little bit of premium, but it's not it's it's not an arm and a leg. You find your favorite restaurants, you find your your favorite places to go. There's always something to do. And every place you go, you never have the fear of anything violent having having done to you or gonna be done to you. How many of you now, depending on where you live, especially in the United States, fear that when you go out, you might get shot? Because it's happening more and more. I have no, none of those fears here. Expats, there's so many expats that live here, and that is the least of their worries. They actually have no worries. You want to know what a basic expat worry is about Thailand? is not have enough time to do and see everything. Yeah, that's that's actually, when you, when, I, when you talk to expats that are like in their 60s, they will tell you that. They don't worry about healthcare because they have excellent healthcare here. Uh, they're not worried about violent crime or anything like that because it's extremely safe here, especially if you're living in, 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 in cities like in Bangkok or like in Chawa Hin. You know, you're, you're, you're you're more into high-so areas. They're not worried about, am I going to like the local cuisine? Am I going to starve? They're not worried about, are the locals going to like me? None of that is in any of our concerns. But what they are worried about is, there's so much a freaking do and see, I wish I had more time. And you know what they do? They get healthier. They get healthier so they can go and see more stuff. You've always wanted a personal trainer, but you don't have the time or it's too, ex and or it's too expensive. Not here. Personal trainers are cheap, inexpensive. Always wanted to live right in the smack of a city where you can walk, walk everywhere, like living in somewhere in Manhattan or living somewhere in LA. You can do that here. Actually, a lot of expats that came from large single-family detached homes that live here in Bangkok, they all live in nice condos. And they don't mind it because the condos are located and situated in areas where one square mile is literally hundreds of thousands of things to do. They're smack in the middle of everything. Everything. Grocery shopping, dining, bars, Bakeries, coffee shops, massage, day spas, facials, pedicures, uh, brew, uh, uh, craft brew places, uh, gyms, Muay Thai training, uh, everything, mega malls, everything. When you live in a place like that, you wake up every morning excited. What am I do today? What am I going to eat today? What am I going to discover today? Here I am. I've been here for 10 plus years. Still feel that way. What if my wife and I, what do we do today? My wife is from Bangkok, but she's still excited. Because even though she's born here, she's Thai Chinese, there are still places that she hasn't discovered. She hasn't experienced. 
We get to do it together. So please, do this for yourself. Do this for your family. Don't just settle for mediocrity. Don't just settle knowing that you're going to have to sacrifice. Especially if you have accrued millions of dollars. Don't. It's like $2 million you're considered as middle class now in some, in some states. Some cities like San Francisco is not enough. You're like middle class. $2 million here. $2 million here. A million dollars set aside for living expenses for you to see another. Million dollars. You can buy two killer homes. You can have a two-bedroom, two-bath condo smack right in the city here in Bangkok. Another like half a million. You can either buy a home on a golf course that buy three or four bedrooms. Uh, with a pool, or it can be on the beach with a two-bedroom, two-bath condo, smack on a beach with ocean view, or you can have a house that's within walking distance of the beach that's about three bedrooms. Could you imagine that? With $2 million that you have now, you're left with the home that you still live in and you still have a mortgage. It's not like, you, and you've been there forever. It's not like you don't, there isn't any place you haven't been to. So you're going to be bored every single day. But the other thing too is over time, your debt is a start chipping away your lifestyle. So please think about this. Come here, push the reset button because you'll be so happy that someone like myself has pushed you and kind of turn out that light bulb and possibilities of other things that you haven't thought about. The possibility of, oh my God, living in another country. It's not that frightening. I can do it. We can do it. And we're going to have a better lifestyle. So I hope to see you very soon. Have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you soon.